Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship via our live stream here at Zion United Church of Christ. It is so great to have all of you who are able to join us online. We are thankful that you are here and worshiping with us this morning. We know that the church isn't the building. While we love our building so very much, the church is not the building. The church is the people, and you are all the church. And I am so thankful that you're gathered here with us in spirit and over the internet so that we can join our hearts and our minds together in worship this morning. Now, I do have a couple of announcements for you. And my first announcement is that if you are worried about going out and shopping, if you are a senior and you don't want to go out and shop and be exposed to germs, we have people who are willing to shop for you. So please do let me know if that is one of uh, a worry that you have because I have people lined up ready to shop for our seniors. Also, if you are somebody who is also willing to shop, let me know because I will add you to the list and that way if we do need some help, then I will reach out to you and let you know. I also want you to know that you are more than welcome to give online at this time as well as uh, go and send in your checks and we can collect those checks too if they get mailed in. We know not everybody can give now, but we are appreciative for those who can. And now, as we gather here in the spirit to worship, please join me as we sing our first song sung to us by our praise band. Please stand with us and sing. All of you is more than enough for all of me. First and every need, and you satisfy me with your love. All I have in you is more than enough. You're my sunroof, my breath of love. Still more awesome than I know. You're my reward worth living for. Still more awesome than I know. Love of you is more than enough for all of me. For every thirst and every need. And you satisfy me with your love. And all I have in you is more than enough. Sacrifice of greatest price, still more awesome than I know. You're my coming king, you are everything, still more awesome than I know. More than all I want, more than all I need, you are more than enough for me.
now is the time when we will light our peace candle. And as we light our peace candle, we do so praying with all of our hearts and joining our hearts and our minds together as we pray for a world of peace, as we pray for a time when chaos will end and peace will be known to all. Let us light our peace candle this morning. Good and gracious God, we pray for peace. We pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray for your peace to enter into this world and to calm our anxious hearts. We pray for your peace this morning. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now I hope we have some kids gathered in front of the TVs or in front of the computers with us this morning, because I hope that my kids are there as well. Good morning to my children if you are there as well. Uh, I hope that we have some kids, because we've been talking, if you've been joining with us in our children's story times and in our Bible study, then we've been talking about Ezekiel lately. Now, Ezekiel is this prophet. He was a, a priest, like a pastor, like me, but he had even more power than I do. He was a uh, prophet. So he not only is he leading his people spiritually, but he could also hear from God and he had this relationship with God. And so he was with all of these people who were stuck out away from their houses. We're all stuck in our houses right now, but the people then, the Israelite people, were all stuck away from their houses. And so Ezekiel went to comfort the people. And as he went to do that, God gave him a vision. A vision is like a dream. God gave Ezekiel a dream. Now, if you're standing there watching this, kids, can you say Ezekiel? It's a funny name, isn't it? But it's a cool name. Well, God gave Ezekiel a dream. And in this dream, he went to this valley that was full of all these dry bones. And all these dry bones rose up and they started connecting together. You know, the the foot bone connected to the leg bone and everything started connecting all together until these bones were all standing up as skeletons. And then after the skeletons were all standing there, all of the, the muscle and, and all of the flesh and all the skin, everything came upon those bones until then you had bodies that were standing there, but the bodies couldn't do anything. They were fully built, but they couldn't do anything until God breathed. And when God breathed, the Spirit of God entered into these bodies, and then these bodies came back to life. Now, this was not something that really happened. Instead, it was a dream that Ezekiel had, and this dream had a meaning to it. The dream meant that even though the the people all felt super hopeless, even though they felt sad because they were away from their homes, that God was telling them that there was still hope, that they were going to be okay, that their dreams would come true. So this morning, I want you to think there, kids, as you're sitting there with your families, I want you to think about what you hope for. Do you have hopes that God can help to make happen? Do you hope to be able to go back to school? I bet some of you can't believe that you're ever hoping that to go back to school. Do you hope to come back to church here, which you will, and not too, too long? Do you hope to come back to church here and sit on these steps with me and then rush off to Sunday school and eat all of those tasty treats that the coffee hour crew makes? Do you hope to learn how to ride your bike this year or do something really wonderful or maybe learn how to swim without any floaties? What do you hope for? Because you know that with God, all things are possible. So with God, our hopes can be turned into action. 
So now, as all of us are gathered here, hopefully being hopeful, I come to share the peace of Christ with all of us. So the peace of Christ be with you all. And now, will you take a moment, if you're on Facebook, if you're on a phone or a computer, will you type in and will you say good morning? Notice other friends who are online with you watching right now. Say good morning to each and every single one of them and share the peace of Christ with all. And I hope that you are all doing that. I hope you're sharing the peace of Christ with one another as our hearts and our minds connect over live streaming. And now will you please gather with me in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and your power wherever we are. Whether we are stuck at home or or wherever we might be, pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Let us feel your power and your presence as we turn our hearts and our minds towards you this morning. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And now we have two readings this morning. We are going to read that story from Ezekiel. And so first, before we enter into our next song, let us read together from Ezekiel chapter 37. We are going to read the first 14 verses. If you have a Bible, you can open up your Bibles. We are in the Old Testament for this reading as we read through Ezekiel's vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. And as you're all in your homes, I'm going to do what I always do and say, if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? From Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. And he led me all around them, and there were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. And he, God, said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to those bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, and as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came, came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and there were sinews on them, and the flesh had come upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then God said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet a vast multitude. And then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, 
And thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. I will place you on your own soil and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Calling me to a deeper place, you're calling me to come away. This is the day that you have made to walk in your love and your grace, and I will sing to you, my King, forever and ever. I Worship your holiness. I will sing a song of your faithfulness. On the mountain, through the valley, your love will be my peace. And I will sing of your love for me. to a deeper place you're calling me to come away this is the day that you have made to walk in your love and your grace and I will sing to you my King forever and ever I will rise up and worship your sing a song of your faithfulness. On the mountain, through the valley, your love will be my peace, and I will sing of your love for me. I will sing of your Worship your holiness. I will sing a song of your faithfulness. On the mountain, through the valley, your love will be my peace. And I will sing of your love for me. Now we have our reading from the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter. We will read verses 1 through 6, and then we'll jump down to verse 17. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair, and her brother Lazarus was ill. And so the sisters sent a message to Jesus Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, 
he said this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Let's jump down to verse 17. And when Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus. And he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. And while Mary stayed at home, and Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. And when she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. And they followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. And when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here... My brother would not have died. And then Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, and he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to weep, and so the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he, who opened the eyes of the blind, a man, have kept this man from dying. And then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb, and it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And so they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. And his hands and feet bound with strips and cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for gathering us here. And we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us, whether we are here in person or whether we are here in spirit and through the power of the internet. We ask that you bless us as you gather us here together as our hearts and our minds are joined together as one. Bless us with your Holy Spirit and your power. And we pray that you bless all the words and all of the thoughts of our minds, that everything that we do and everything that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. So as we prepare to approach Holy Week, two out of our four Sunday lectionary readings are about moving from death to life. First, we have the metaphorical one with Ezekiel, who has this vision from God. And second, we have the literal death to life with Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead in the Gospel of John. We are reminded that we serve a God who loves us so much and wants to be in a relationship with us so much that God is willing to take our brokenness and our death and turn it into life. First, we have that metaphorical explanation that we get from Ezekiel, and that is one of my favorite visions that we can find in the Bible. In Ezekiel 37, the prophet Ezekiel has a vision from God where he sees these dried up bones. And then God tells him to speak to the bones, to prophesy to the bones, and and to tell the bones to get up, and then to tell the skin and the muscle and everything to, to get onto the bones. But the bones are unable to move until the breath of God enters into the bones. And then we have the literal death to life that we read in the Gospel of John, when the best friend of Jesus, Lazarus, is killed, or he's not killed, he dies. He becomes sick, and he dies, and he's buried in a tomb for four days before Jesus arrives. And yet still, Jesus uses the death of his best friend in order to glorify God by raising his best friend from death to life. Of course, I can't help but wonder, Jesus clearly knew that he was going to do this. Jesus clearly knew that's why he waited two days before he went to go see Lazarus. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He knew that he was going to use the death of his best friend Lazarus to raise Lazarus from death to life in order for all people to see that Jesus truly was the Son of God. But what I wonder is, did he give Lazarus a heads up about this? You got to wonder that. Did he say, hey, Lazarus, by the way, you're going to die, but don't worry, I'm going to bring you back to life. I wonder. But we have Mary and Martha in this story, too, who love Jesus so deeply, and their faith is so tremendously strong. And they knew that Jesus had the power to save their brother, Lazarus. They knew that if Jesus had come immediately when they called for him, that Jesus could have saved their brother's life. They knew that. They had such strong faith in Jesus that they knew that Jesus had the power to keep their brother from dying. But what they didn't realize is that Jesus' power was even greater than just keeping their brother from dying. What they didn't realize was that Jesus had the power even to raise their beloved brother Lazarus from death 
to life. And so I love this imagery here too. We have Jesus goes to the tomb and he tells everybody to open up the tomb, to remove the massive stone from the tomb. And everybody thinks that Jesus is crazy. Even Mary and Martha are like, Jesus, he's going to smell really bad. He's been in there for four days. You can't open up the tomb. The stench will be horrendous. But instead, they know and they trust in Jesus. They trust him. And so they have the tomb opened. And then Jesus, who loves his friend so dearly, calls into the tomb and says, Lazarus, come out. And out walks Lazarus. Alive from the dead. And everyone was amazed. Even those who were gathered around, those who were just friends and family of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who had come to to sit with them during their time of grief, they witnessed this and they had no choice but to believe. Their eyes were open. They saw the most tremendous thing ever happen as Jesus raised Lazarus from death. To life, everyone was amazed and everyone believed except for those elite, those folks who who they didn't want to believe because instead they were deciding that it was a good time to kill Jesus. But that's a whole entire different topic that we don't have time for today. But everybody else was amazed as they witnessed that Jesus literally had the power to raise someone from death to life. Both of our readings are all about the restoration power of God that can bring us from death to life because we worship a God who is a God of restoration. We worship a God who loves us so much and wants to be in relationship with us so much that God is willing to restore us, even restore us from death to life. Just think about what we learned from our readings in Ezekiel we learn that we can rebuild our relationship with God. Because the Israelites, at the time of Ezekiel, they were all stuck in Babylonian exile. It's interesting. It's exactly the opposite of what we have going on right now. We're all stuck in our houses, although I'm really excited to be in the sanctuary with you this morning. But we're all stuck in our houses, kind of unable to move, unable to go out. But the Babylonian exile time for the Israelite was the opposite, where the Israelites were kicked out of their homeland. They were kicked out of their homes that they longed to get back to and they were so broken and God tells Ezekiel that they that the people have broken their relationship with God they've broken their covenantal relationship with God but we learn through the prophet Ezekiel that even a broken relationship with God can be restored and when we restore our broken relationship with God then God can restore our lives. And think about what we learn from the gospel of John from this moment. We learn that the God we serve has the power to raise us from death to life. That God doesn't just have the power to raise Jesus from death to life, but God has the power to raise us from death to life. I think we can take this quiet time, this time when we're cut off from a lot of the world except for social media and and the internet and the news, I think this is a good quiet time for us to reconnect with God because we worship a God who is a God that cares about restoring our lives. We worship a God who is a God who cares about restoring 
our relationship. I hope and I pray that you just know as you are sitting at home right now how much God loves you and how much God cares about restoring your relationship and in restoring yourself because we worship a God who restores So think about it. During this time, we have a lot of time to think lately. I mean, we have a lot of time when we're home and we're not distracted by traffic and by running around from this place to the next. So unless you are somebody who's who's been super busy working from home or working out in one of the hospitals, the rest of us, a lot of us have extra time to stop and to think. So let's think about how we have a God who restores and what does that mean for our lives? What does that mean? Maybe we have a broken relationship with God. Maybe you're tuning on right now online and you haven't sat in these pews or any pews for God knows how long. And if that's you, God bless you and welcome here to this sanctuary. Now, maybe we're somebody who has a broken relationship with God. Maybe we've been filled with, with anger, or, or maybe we've just been so separated from the church that we thought that the church was a bad place and that the church was a place that wouldn't accept you. Well, believe me, the church, this church at least is a place that will accept you and will love you. I mean, maybe our relationship with God needs to be restored. Maybe we've been so focused on, on what we need to do and, and where our life is going and, and what's going on. We've been so focused on everything else except for God that God's been calling out to us. And we can take this time, this quiet time, this time when we're stuck at home, to restore our relationship with God just like the Israelites did in Ezekiel. Or maybe we have broken relationships in our lives. Maybe there are relationships that are completely broken and need to be mended. And we might not be able to see that person who we need to mend our relationship with face to face. But you know what? We have phones and we have ways to communicate. Maybe during this quiet time, we should ask for strength from our God who restores to restore our relationships. Maybe we feel broken inside. Maybe there is something that that is just not right with our souls. And maybe we need our souls to be restored. We can use this time to restore our souls through, through prayer and through meditation. There's even therapy that you could do over the phone. It's amazing. We can use this time to restore our souls. We worship a God who cares about our restoration. We worship a God who has the power to restore. And just think about it. Let's think about Ezekiel for a moment. And the prophecy of Ezekiel and this vision that Ezekiel has, Ezekiel sees all of these bones rise together and all of these bones connect. And you got to love that, you know, dem bones song and, and uh, the foot bone connects to the leg bones. Of course, that's not really what those bones are called, but that's what we say in these children's songs is all these bones rattle together and, and then all the skin and, and the muscle and everything gets on top of these bones until these bodies are complete. But the bodies cannot move until one thing happens and until God breathes into the bodies, until the ruah, the breath of God, enters into the bodies. So here's the thing. If we want to find restoration, if we want restoration in our lives, if we want restoration in our community, in our world, then we can't do it without the Spirit of God. So friends, feel the Spirit today. May the Spirit enter into your lives wherever you are. May the breath of God enter into your house and your homes when we can't let people in. Let's let the breath of God in. 
Let the breath of God into our lives and into our souls so that we can be restored. Breathe on us breath of God and restore our souls and our broken lives and our broken relationships. They can be mended through the breath of God. Friends, we worship a God who restores. Let our lives and our relationships, and especially our relationship with God, be restored at this time. Because God has the power to restore. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you from gathering us here through whatever means. We thank you for allowing our hearts and our minds to connect this morning through the power of technology. And we know, Lord, that even though we feel broken and even though everything seems chaotic right now and even though anxiety is rising, we know that you are a God who restores. So breathe on us, breath of God. Restore our lives. Restore our relationships and let us be at peace with you. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now, friends, take this moment, if you would like, to go online or to pick up your phone and to log into your Breeze account and give online if you are able. However, if you're not able... If you are at home and you don't know how you're going to afford other groceries because you do not have paychecks coming in, please let me know. Let us use our resources to help you. Now is the time for our offering. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. 
May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Now if you are at home, feel free to rise with us or stay comfy in your seats as we join in our final song. are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant, Moses' righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hold he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant, David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are as white in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of Jubilee, not of Zion's hill, salvation come. There's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of jubilee, not of Zion's hill, salvation comes, behold he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of jubilee, not of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Now go forth with the blessing of Christ. Go forth with the love of Christ in your heart. Go forth or stay put since you're in your homes and be a blessing to all. Have a blessed week, friends.